everyone, and welcome back to Afternoon Bloom. It's your girl, Rachel Helm, here, and you guys, I've missed you. Oh my gosh, it's been so long. I, uh, I... I had so many plans for the the new year and this podcast and obviously things took a rapid turn and there has been so much going on in the last, I don't know the last time I even recorded, it's been a long time, but so much is going on in the industry and you know, I buckled down, I'm not able to record at Jacob Anstey's studio anymore, so my good friend Jacob has um, passed on the reins or the baton or whatever that says is and uh you guys I'm doing it I'm recording in my basement we've got a studio here there's a nice candle lit um you know we're just soaking in the moment I I think it's time I start you know producing this on my own so you know if there's a small plus in all of this it's that it's kind of forced me to step out of my comfort zone (sighs) so bear with me as we as we start recording this together um but you guys, there has been so much going on and I don't want to waste any more time chatting like friends. We can do that any other time. <laughs> but this is some crazy shit, y'all. So let's buckle down and go back to the beginning. Let's go back to March and just, you know, let's talk. Okay, so March, what a time. <laughs> The pandemic is slowly seeping its way through the world. Everything is slowly starting to close. I mean, we'll never we'll never forget the time. We all we all can go right back there. So, it was about mid-March when things started to close down. Um the roastery actually Las Chicas del Cafe, if you're not sure which roastery I'm referring to, the one I roast at, it uh it actually stayed open the whole time during um, the whole lockdown. Maria and Val, um, the two sisters who own and run the company, they stayed, they stayed working. And um, the rest of us, there's just about three or four of us who still work at the roastery. We were all laid off from March until about July. So the two girls were just running the whole freaking show. And the cafe um, that Maria owns, uh, Streamliner's Espresso Bar, was closed, which worked to their benefit because they needed um, they needed each other to <laughs> to run everything at the roastery. And what normally goes on in March is we start to receive off patio samples, which um, every year the growers um, they're still processing beans in March like the last bit of um, harvesting is going on they will send us a little sample well a few little samples and we will taste how the harvest is doing and we get a little idea of what to expect for the next year and that was the first sign that things are not going to be normal so um, they weren't able to send us off patio samples, and I was still at the roastery at that time. I remember Marie and I kind of like, ooh, we're going to be going into it blind, but that's okay. Um, so, yeah, they were, um, Nicaragua was in an unofficial lockdown, um, so everyone in Canada was, you know, 
officially government warranted to stay home um things in nicaragua there was no um no call from the government officially to be staying home but everyone was beginning to and so nobody was really making extra trips to town if they didn't need to so yeah no one was no one was sending things out that was kind of the first sign that things were going to be a little different but we could definitely manage that you know um with all the cafes closing the roastery um there there wasn't a ton of orders i mean so much of our uh of our our beans are sent to cafes so with the cafes closed there was really this focus on retail um so i mean it was kind of a pro and con that they weren't completely swamped with orders while all of us were were uh quarantining at home but yeah march and march really kicked things off so Come April and May, that's when negotiations usually start for contracts. So we're figuring out um, the the price of coffee, how the bags, like how the coffee is going to be bagged, how they're going to be labeled, um, you know, uh, what the shipping containers are going to be like, who they're going to be shipped with. The whole nine yards kind of gets put into play in April. Um, and I'll give you a little... Uh, spoiler (laughs) those contracts were not were not looked at or completed until july just everybody was home you know the whole chain was kind of in a pause of course nothing was expected but something we didn't really consider was the fact that all of these roasteries are closing all the cafes are closing so all of the warehouses all of the importers um had had full had full um inventory their warehouses were full and for the grower, what this means is, you know, their one payment a year uh, is not coming to fruitation. It's, it's, it's all on pause. And they're certainly not getting CERB checks in Nicaragua. So this was a really scary time. And I know from, from just my personal uh, relation to Las Chicas del Café and their, their connections um, to their family farm and all the small farms around them, they 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 kept their contracts. There was no um, arguing them. It was uh, it was set that they would get a payment, and I know that that was kind of something Marie and Val were were um, running around trying to do, trying to get to the banks while uh, while they could to make sure that their growers got some compensation so they could get through this time. Um, and it was a really scary time. It still is a very scary time. The security and the vulnerability for these growers is at an all-time high, as if they weren't already um, the most vulnerable part of this whole chain. So I, I just can't stress enough what uh, what unprecedented times this is. And um, uh, yeah, guys, it's stressing me out. So we'll fast forward. We're we're now into June and July. We got our first shipment sent up. So we had a few beans. We're still roasting the 2019 beans that were left over in the warehouse for the last four months. But I was brought back to work in July. I was one of the only staff brought back at first. Um, so Maria and Val and I were kind of doing everything. Um luckily the the um the flow of orders was was better than we anticipated i think val was really expecting the absolute worst as we all were and we saw a a big rise in in retail um everybody's home so they're buying a lot of beans from the grocery store um and a lot of online orders uh coming in as well so um 
there there were there were things keeping us busy that's for sure but there was there was a huge loss there's a huge hole in the market having all of these cafes close and the future of the cafe industry is um it's going to change no matter no matter (laughs) the hopes we have you know the idea that somebody's going to be bringing their laptop to a cafe for four hours and working it's just it's just not going to be the same do you know what I mean um the capacity in cafes are I mean now they're they're only allowed 30 percent capacity inside inside their cafe so you know streamliners espresso bar for example they could have you know they have a 39 limit uh, capacity in the cafe now they're allowed to to have 10 to 12 people in at a time you know like the flow of things is entirely different um the the customer expectation is kind of in and out nobody nobody feels super comfy uh uh hanging around a cafe anymore it's just not the case and the unfortunate thing is is that these cafes the cost of running a cafe has stayed the same so your favorite cafe owners are you know they're 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 taking a hit this is uh you know like they 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 have to they have to keep full labor on during these times if not more um having having a barista run the bar somebody at the at the cash um cleaning sanitizing one person alone just watching bathrooms watching tables watching everything people touch in the building and sanitizing it i mean those those labor costs don't go away so there's this really this really crazy um shift in in flow in a in a cafe so you know it's something that you just wouldn't think about you think about cafes downtown in uh and maria used this example you know if you think about a cafe in a financial district in 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 workplace um centers well everybody's working from home you know what i mean so even the flow of those cafes are so vulnerable and that filters back to everything you know if those cafes are closing if if they're going bankrupt then the roasteries who who sold to them um they're taking a loss and and the growers who are the most vulnerable who are just trying to get their beans sold get them get them on a market get them contracted they are at a standstill until these importers empty out their warehouses and even the warehouse are being you know their labor is is cut it's dwindled so the organization all over the chain is is um struggling and 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 i i feel chaotic telling you this i i can feel my words stumbling out of my mouth because it's it's so it's such a big picture there's so many people affected and and of course with the the whole pandemic um there every industry is feeling the hit and feeling the strain but you know the 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 grower <laughs> is the most underappreciated element in the industry and i i feel really scared for them and i think if anything it's just a call this is a call to 
to reach out and support your local roasteries, um, especially the ones you know are committed to to paying their growers fairly. I mean, I know Las Chicas, you know, their 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 costs. I mean, in their contract, they they committed last year that they were going to pay their growers more this year, and that that didn't change for them they stayed true to their contracts where a lot of people are just dropping contracts with with no you know if they're going bankrupt they're not gonna follow through on a contract and it's just a very vulnerable time for a grower to try to seek out new ones so you know I I can only speak for a handful of small growers in the you know in teeny tiny Nicaragua I I can't imagine how um how growers are doing around the world and and even like how they're going to return uh in the coming in the coming year um labor shortages everywhere are going to affect how these farms are run um as with everything i mean it's it's really crazy you guys (laughs) Oh, I need to take a breath. It's really crazy. Now, I don't want to keep this. I don't want this to be super heavy because I know if you guys are listening to this podcast, I know you. We're 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 on the right track. We're making good choices. I mean, you and me both. We're we're doing what we can. I I am not here to shame you because I know if you're here, you're already you're already trying to do better. So don't take this as me dumping shame out into the world because there's so much of that going on right now but I just you know I I can see down down the path of of the whole industry and it um maybe it's just not something we think about a lot and right now more than ever the whole chain is so connected and you can see so clearly how each loss affects another loss affects another loss so um you know, anything we can do in these times is, is important. Now, that is to say, let's get back on a high note. You know, I like a high note. (laughs) Um, you guys have been super great with brewing coffee at home and that was something that we've never seen such a jump in and the SEA has been doing all this research on this new wave of home brewing and there's never been a a higher jump in uh, coffee grinders which is funny Um, so that's going to be interesting to see the longevity of what that means um, for whole bean purchases because so many people are are buying beans at home and actually the s- statistics that the um, I think it was the SCA or um, one of the beverage research researchers it was in one of the uh, the SCA um, panels we've we've Maria and I have been clinging on to a dear life like what is going on um, and they were talking about how there was this really funny like unpredictable jump in uh, in whole beans and in instant coffee and commercial coffee kind of sat in the middle it didn't really change which for the fir- it's the first time that whole beans have really um, you know beat any other coffee in uh in in these times so you can kind of see the spectrum of people really struggling um you know pulling 
pulling money together whatever they can and you know buying the instant coffee and you see the people who you know maybe were supporting a local cafe four five times a week and are now working from home and and miss you know supporting supporting their coffee um their coffee houses so that's been really um hopeful to see I really like to see that um you know millennials as a whole are are kind of um willing to spend more money on on coffee and an interesting note that uh, somebody was talking about in one of their panels was how um you know baby boomers look at coffee prices as um, by the pound so they would think you know it's four dollars a pound whereas millennials look at coffee prices as the cup you ask them how much coffee is they say oh it's maybe two or three a cup whereas a baby boomer would say oh it's four dollars a pound so when you present them a 16 dollar bag of coffee they're thinking you know how much how much coffee am I going to get out of that <laughs> whereas a millennial will look at it and see oh yeah I'm getting all of these cups out of this bag <laughs> so luckily we kind of have that um that perception on our side and um consumers care more about making better choices and um so that's been helpful for the industries and that's what you know kind of called me to to put out this episode and just uh, you know just share this knowledge because you know as much as we pay and as much as you can pay for a cup of coffee or a pound of coffee um you know none I shouldn't say none but almost none of that money is getting back to the grower still so it's just a really important time to be to be inquisitive and just to to you know if you're going to go out of your way to to buy a pound of coffee it's just important that you're you're supporting roasteries that really value um value their grower okay I don't want to I don't want to let this go on for too long um I, I really appreciate you guys listening. I've missed you. It's it's nice to have you join me. I uh, I look forward to recording more episodes and you know have some fun this season. I know we're starting on a heavy note, but but you know not everything is going to be light and cheery. And unfortunately, um, this is this is what we're going through. But we're going through it together. And I have uh, a good faith in us as uh, consumers and as coffee lovers. And, um, yeah, I, I look forward to, to coming back and, and I'm happy to be recording. It's so good to be here again. Um, check, check us out on Instagram at Afternoon Bloom. You can find me on Instagram at Helm Rach. The original music is by Jacob Anstey. This episode was written and produced by me, Rachel Helm. Hey! And Maria Fiaios and Valeria Fiaios from Las Chicas del Cafe gave me a lot of insight on all the details going on at the farm level while I was off work and they were, they were holding down their fort. So thank you to them. I will see you guys soon. Take care. Stay safe. Enjoy your coffee. I love you. I love you. I love you. We're going to get through this. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.